Hi, hello, welcome to Spirit Led Women. I'm your host, Katie Coverline, and I hope after today's episode, you are so freaking inspired, girl, and on fire to go build your business and your life with the Holy Spirit as the foundation. Let's dive right in. So I kind of just gave a backstory, but I want you guys tonight to like the number one thing is I want you to understand that whatever battle you're going through, whether, I mean, that could be a battle in life and battle in your business at the same time. This woman has walked through fire to get where she is. Um, it took her four years with Lavelle to create a six figure income. Like, please do not tell me you wouldn't work four years, every single day showing up. If that was, I mean, hundred thousand dollars a year is $8,300 a month. That is life changing money you can build. And to see her go so high and then to fall, like life hit her really, really hard. And then to pick herself back up. I remember 2020, she messaged me and said, I, I I'm, I'm lost. I don't know how to find my fire. I, I don't even know where to start. And I said, pick yourself back up. Like you have so much purpose here and you need to start walking in that purpose. And since that year, she picked herself back up. And then 2021, this woman celebrated her first personal a $100,000 personal commission year. And after going through a year of hell, that is something to celebrate. So Megan, this waiting room is popping. So be ready to bring the fire. Um, I would love for you before I dive into these three questions, really, really open up to us about like your story and how fast you promoted the seasons you went through and just kind of like everything that's went on these four years and why in the world are you still here after life just tried to knock you out so hard? Mm. All right. So what's up guys? Um, my name is Megan. I am one of your 80K leaders, but really at the end of the day, I am just a human with a really, really big purpose. I don't even want to say vision, but I believe purpose because not everybody's going to have a vision right now. And I want you to hear me when I say that, that if you feel like you were made for more, you're here for a reason, whether you can see exactly what that is or not. And I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. I came into this business because I knew that I had this purpose within me. And I knew that network marketing was brought into my life at a time when I had never known about network marketing. And God put a really heavy calling on my heart to quit my job before I made a single dollar and go all in with this business. And I wish I can tell you that I was an overnight success, but I failed for two years and I say failed, but really I learned and I grew and I got to figure out what I wanted and who I wanted to be within that time. And that's kind of where my journey started. So when I saw Katie sharing about Thrive, the way that she presented it was the same way that we teach you guys to be so authentic and share why you chose this company. I didn't join her because of her success that she had. I joined because of the success that she talked about having this vision and that she painted. I wanted that. And it wasn't just for what she was going to accomplish. It was what the products were and how much she was wanting to help other people. And I pulled from that. I saw that and really I do believe that, you know, rock bottom is one of the most beautiful places to be. And if you've never experienced any sort of rock bottom, then you probably haven't experienced any sort of level up because you, there's nowhere to go if you're, if you haven't hit the bottom. And really when I started this business, I was 
really trying to fix a failing marriage. I knew I was going to be a single mom. I had known that since my son was born, but I really wanted to fight for this life that I knew that God had brought me to. And I was so against divorce that I put my all into saving something that I believed would be a sin if I walked away. And I'm just being totally transparent with you guys because I was married for almost seven years. Um, and what I realized along that time was I never chose me. I chose everyone else, but me, I wanted to save somebody. I wanted to be the best mom. I wanted to fit the image. I didn't want to disappoint people. I was afraid of what people would think of me if I did this. And, you know, I brought all of those things into this business because like Katie said, what happens outside of your life is a direct reflection of how you operate in business. And I love this part of my story. And it was really hard for me to share it in the beginning. Cause if you go back to Megan, 2018, I was like this happy wife who had all these goals and I had gotten this Mercedes and I was moving out into my one bedroom apartment, but behind the scenes, you didn't see the turmoil. You didn't see that the fire wasn't the vision for what I wanted my life to be like. The fire was my vision of the life that I wanted to escape. And that's what was my driving force was to get out of this situation that was just so heavy on my heart to fight for me. And I knew that I had to fight for me in order to create a life for my son. And some people may think that it's selfish to choose you and to put some other things on the back burner because you want to focus on this, but this has been the vehicle. And really when I started, I hit the ground running. And I, I say that because like I said, when I started my story, I had been in network marketing for two years. So it wasn't like I hit the ground running and I went 80K in four months. I had already established a network for two years of people who had watched my journey with my previous company that they weren't aligned with me then. They weren't aligned with that business. And when I made that jump, it spoke to them. And I'm not saying go make a jump and see who it speaks to because I know that this is my home. Like I am not going anywhere. But to just back up a little bit, when I started, I hit the ground running because of where I, where I was really trying to get out of, but I started to catch the vision and I grew really quick. And I know you guys are going to hear it time and time again, growing quick is probably the worst thing that can happen to you in business. It is not something that you want. And if you grow to 80 K in four months, you're not equipped for it. You're not ready for it. It's a huge leadership position that most people in four months aren't developed enough to be able to lead the way that their team deserves them to lead. So people fall off, people give up, we're inconsistent. And that's just the name of the game. So if you're in this right now and you're four months deep and you're like, man, why am I not 80K yet? I am so glad you're not so that you don't have to experience that struggle. I want you to grow organically and have this be something that you love and that's fun because that 80K paycheck was amazing for probably like a month. And in that month, I got so far ahead of myself. I went and got myself a brand new Mercedes. I went and moved myself into a one bedroom apartment. I was so proud that I finally got my son and I out of the bedroom that we were renting in this one bedroom apartment where every night after I put him to bed, I would go into my closet and I had it full of sticky notes. And I had just seen the movie War Room. I don't know if anybody's ever seen that, but I was praying and I didn't really speak my prayers out loud. I wrote them onto sticky notes because I was so, I was so determined to see at least one of these things come to fruition. And every day I would get in that war room and I would write down 
what I wanted, what I was grateful for, these like huge audacious things that I could never even envision was possible. I wrote it down anyways. And in that war room, I started to see things come to fruition. I had put one bedroom apartment. Like I'm not talking five bedroom home with the backyard. That wasn't my vision. My vision was just to get on our own, feel what stability was like, make myself proud and really like make my son proud. I wanted him to have his own room. I wanted him to know that his mom fought for him. She didn't give up. She didn't settle for less. She didn't just say, you know what? The government's going to pay for this and that. That's cool. Let's just scave by. I was like, I can do more and I'm going to fight for more. And when I got into that situation, my paycheck started to dwindle. I went through, I started going through a lot of things mentally and in business and emotionally and spiritually. I started, I stopped going in my war room. I stopped praying. I started to think that I had it all together and that like, Life was just going to cruise from that point. I literally went into like cruise control and I stopped and I, I got comfortable and, you know, put a one right now, if you've ever been comfortable with where you're at, maybe it's not your long-term vision, but you've just kind of like pulled your foot off the gas because you're like, Ooh, this is nice. Like I'm getting a weekly paycheck. It's not what I want, but it's a lot more than I had. So I'm grateful for this. So I'm just going to put it in cruise control. That was me. And this is where life hits. And this is where, what I hear all the time is I can't do X because blank is happening. I'm going through a divorce. I'm going through child custody. I don't have enough money. And I allowed so many outside circumstances to determine how I showed up on social media that when I started going through my divorce and my paycheck dwindled, it's like, I felt like I was getting hit from every which way. I was in this $2,000 apartment and my paychecks were like $350 a week. I'm now going back into that scarcity mindset. And I wasn't developed enough as a leader to be able to understand that this is a season that you can push through. And instead I got scared and I gave up. I put my foot, I didn't even have it in cruise control anymore. I wasn't showing up at all. And emotionally, I was checked out. I had checked out completely because I gave up on myself. This woman who had fought to get into this apartment, who had fought to leave her last company to start over, who had this like resilient faith that anything was possible was now this like scared woman who just like found herself curled up in the fetal position night after night, just screaming at God, why me? Like blaming him for the situation that I had gotten in rather than thanking him. And I remember thinking like, gosh, why did you make, why did you make this situation so hard? Like, why me? I've overcome Mexico. I'm sober. Like I'm deciding to do better for myself. Like, why, why are you putting me through this right now? And it was such a blame game for me that now looking back, I see that was the greatest thing that ever could have happened to me because I had to learn how to start finding the gratitude and the things that I had instead of being angry for the things that I didn't. And the fact that I still had a business to run on social media, I didn't take advantage of that. When I took my foot off the gas, I was scathing by and I had no self-worth because my worth had been put into how successful I was in business that the moment that that started to dwindle, my self-worth dwindled. And my, my path of where I thought I could go, I thought I had reached my peak. And I said, you know what, this isn't for me. Why not just give up? But there was always this like tiny little part of me 
this tiny little like mustard seed of faith, if you can call it, that just literally pulled me up to my phone every day. I would watch social media. I would literally put a post in the draft ready to post. And then the devil would be like, it's not good enough. You're not ready. Who are you to talk like this? Your paycheck is dwindling. Who are you going to inspire? You're being a fraud. It's like every negative thought you could have, I felt it. And I didn't just feel it. I acted on it. And when you act on a thought like that, you don't show up because fear is debilitating. If you believe that the fear is true. And I've watched women go through that same thing that I've gone through and I've watched them not pick themselves back up. So to go through that, I'm so, I'm so proud to be here. First of all, I know that there's a lot of other questions and I can't even remember what the original question was, but I think that the epitome of resilience is what not how much you could pick yourself up when life is good, when life is good and how much bigger you can dream when you start to see your dreams come true. But how much, how small can you dream when you feel like you're worth nothing? How much faith can you have when the enemy is telling you that there's no God? I think I'm super emotional because I um, walked into your house about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and I walked in her backyard and I'm like, she fought for this. Like, I got to see your son have his own room. I got to see you and your element. And it's like, we think that success means look at us, look at all this money and success is like, I picked myself back up. I didn't let that dark season win. I didn't sit in that dark season. And in this business and in leadership, you are going to face so many mental battles. And when you find this resilience in yourself, like where you are rooted in why you are here, not the little fun, cute vacation picks, but like I'm here for the next 30 years. Like network marketing is going to be one of the best business models, well-respected in the next 10, 20 years. And I got my feet in early. I got my feet in four years when this, I mean, got started three, four years when Lavelle was birthed. Y'all are in the first 10 years of LaBelle, like they're celebrating 10 years this, this year. And it's like, do you even realize what you truly have your hands on? Of course, it's going to be hard. Of course, you're going to get in comparison mode. Do you not think Megan compared herself when her paychecks were probably in the hundreds range and I was making thousands of dollars and everyone was getting cars and all these, and all these things. And she was going to war every single night in her little closet with post-it notes, but there was a resilience in her that said, I'm not going back. Okay. So I really want to touch on most people sit in dark seasons. Most people can't continue to show up and be a light and inspire when the paychecks dwindle or when everyone else is winning, but you. So I want to talk about how did you find resilience in, in that dark season? So I know when you messaged me and you were like, how do I pick myself back up? Like, even though the paychecks weren't there, even though the fruit wasn't there of like, you know, having everything a network marketer should have, but you had it in here. That's the difference is a lot of people can bring the fluff, but they, but you got to have the heart on the inside that can persevere and be resilient no matter what dark season you're walking through. So what does that word mean to you resilience? And how did you discover it to get where you are now? Hmm. So I will never forget, I had just moved out of my apartment. I was watching, I was watching social media every day. I was watching everyone go through a slow season. And I feel like this was a time when, and some of you guys can relate with this. This is a time when a lot of people were in a slow season, but nobody really talked about it. 
nobody really connected and was like, Hey, you know what? I'm struggling right now. Are you too? It was kind of like, keep your head down. You know, everybody, we get to see the highlight reel, but I think that for me, resilience came when I saw people push through the hard season and they were planting and they were watering in a season where I gave up where I, I stopped believing that this was going to become something. I stopped putting my best foot forward and just kept watching, waiting for that moment to just hop back in. And then I would give myself like a day or two off and I would hop back on social media and I would say, okay, today's the day. And we were still in the slow season. And I was like, oh, well, it's not picking up yet. So I'll, st- I'll try again in a couple months. And what I failed to realize was that as they were, as they continued going, they still watered and planted their seeds where as I sat stagnant, I had this huge field that nothing was growing on it because I wasn't planting or flourishing a single thing by watching. And I'll never forget, I messaged Katie, I had moved into the mountain home. And even after I had experienced these blessings, like, I don't know if you guys understand how much this business can change your life where I watch people say, you know what, I'm going to try to get a job in this state because I want to live there. Let's see what I can apply for. Or, you know, I've always lived here, but I've always wanted to live there. But, you know, I just don't know what I would do for work out there. And it seems like everything's revolved around a job. Like you need that job security or, you know, I got to make sure my husband can get a job there in order for us to both move there. And it just, at the end of the day, if we don't do something, it's because of a job, like drop a one in here. If you have ever been held back because of a job. And I'll never forget that when I put in my 30 days at my apartment, I had been there for a year and a half. I had somehow always managed to pay rent. And I'm, I think that resilience really started with the fact in my apartment. I think that when I started realizing that one, I'm going to always try to find a way out, whether it's the way that I focus on. And what I say by that is I watch people create GoFundMes all the time. And I don't know why that just upsets me so much for somebody to ask for a handout when I'll be the first person to go and sell every single outfit in my closet to pay my rent. Like I sold my couch, we were sitting on the ground. I was literally selling all of my artwork for like $20 a piece to get that $100 to pay for food where I'm resilient. I always find a way. And what I did was I avoided the work and I knew that Lavelle was the way, but it was work. And it was easier for me to say, okay, I'm going to get a quick buck rather than look at the long-term vision. And when I moved into my mountain home, I got to see a glimpse at the freedom because I was over 422 miles away from my hometown and it didn't affect my income. It didn't affect my time. I didn't have to ask a boss if these hours would work or if I could do this or that. It was just like, you know what, let's pick up and move and let's go. And I had this aha moment and Sometimes we have to throw ourselves into the fire to realize how strong we really are. And that move did something to me. It reminded me of why I started Lavelle and the freedom. And like I said, it's easy to get comfortable. I got comfortable in the apartment that I had fought for, but that's as big as my vision got until I put myself into something bigger. And I'll never forget messaging Katie as I'm sitting in my house And I'm sharing a little bit here and there. I wasn't full force on social media. I was like, I'm moving and, you know, here's my mountain home and, you know, kind of showing like little tidbits of the patch and, or of the DFT, but there was no passion. 
It was literally like doing the bare minimum just to show up, just to stay relevant, just to feel like I could trick myself into making myself feel like I was putting my best foot forward. And I knew that I was in major imposter syndrome because now I was trying to pick up from a place that I thought I could, I thought like I'm an 80K leader. I can just pick up and be an 80K leader again. But what happened in 2019 was all of us lost our teams. I had 12Ks, I had 40Ks, I had 4Ks who just left. And still to this day, like they have volume underneath them that they're never gonna cash out on because they blocked me on social media and they've completely given up on network marketing. And I saw that in this mountain home, I saw that there was still a potential, but I understood that I wasn't gonna start where I had left off. I wasn't going to be able to pick up right where I was because when you take off more than a week, when you take off more than a couple days, you start over. Like I, I took off months. Can you imagine just like ghosting everyone for months and then getting into this mindset of like, you know what? I'm just, I'm ready. I'm going to get back up. And then your expectations are just completely let down when you realize that you have to completely rebuild. And that's where I was at was that imposter syndrome of this fear of ever getting back to where I was, this fear and this guilt, this shame of why did I do that? What the heck did I just do? Why didn't I keep going? And it becomes like a cycle, you know, there's like the, um, the toxic thought spiral that we can go down so quickly. And it starts with like, oh, okay, I'm going to post and I'm not going to get any likes. And then it goes all the way to like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have stopped that. Or I should have messaged this person. Like, it's so easy to go there because our minds want to justify why we have this feeling and it finds a way to justify it. And that's when I learned that feelings aren't facts. If I were to define every single thing that I feel off of a factual thing, I would literally be like in a mental hospital, 5150 right now, if I thought that every single thought that comes through my mind is factual, but that's how it was. And I know that there's somebody who's listening right now who has debilitating anxiety and fear and fear of judgment as to why you can't go to that next level because I was there. And get back to my point, I'll never forget, I messaged Katie, I was in the kitchen of my house and heart was doing something coloring. And I was going to message her like week after week after week. And I never did. I would message Britt. Hey, can you talk sometime? I would message Katie. Hey, can you talk sometime? And then they'd reply and I totally ghost them. I was like, what are we going to talk about? Like, I'm ready, but like, I want you to tell me how to get back up. And I was looking for someone to work my business for me. I was looking for somebody to tell me like, hey, this is what you have to do and give me like a guideline. I was looking for like a quick fix, right? I wanted like to get back to where I was. How many of you guys have ever reached out to your mentor and you're like, what do I do? And they're like massive action. And you're like, what the hell? Like, what? What does that mean? Where's the tangible tools? Victim mode is so masked in fear. Like if I can say that again, it is so easy to get into victim mode and lack mindset and have it masked by fear. And I was so afraid that I had no support, that I had already let everybody down, that every time I would reach out and mess with somebody, I would totally bitch out. And I'm sorry for my language. So the breaking point for me was self-realization. 
I started to realize that my morning routine consisted of me waking up and watching Fox News and making my son a smoothie and then going outside and playing for a little bit and documenting none of it. So I was starting my mindset. I was starting my morning out with complete fear and lack mindset. I mean, it was the beginning of like 2020. Okay. So we all know what happened in 2020 and I'll never forget that feeling of, of watching the news and watching everything that was going on and thinking, I feel controlled. I feel controlled by this right now. I feel like I have zero control over my emotions, that what I'm consuming right now is making me feel a type of way that I don't normally feel. And this isn't normal. And it takes that, it took that self-awareness for me to get the thought. And I started to think, how can I change this? What can I do to change this? And instead of reaching out to Katie or Britt and saying, hey, and then ghosting them, I started to do some inner work. And I started to tell myself like, you know what, tomorrow when you wake up, you're gonna read a page of your book. And when I would wake up that next day, my first instinct was to go to the couch and turn on Fox News because I had created a new habit. It felt good. I was consumed in that, in that fear that I wanted to feed it. It was like, ooh, this anxiety kind of feels good. It feels like I fuel it when I watch it. And anything other just feels, it just feels icky. It doesn't feel right. So maybe I should keep doing it. And feelings aren't facts. So I remember I went and I picked up my book. I didn't turn on the TV. I read a page of the book and I remember expecting to feel like completely new and just totally enlightened and just so proud of myself. But instead I felt empty. And I was like, why do I not feel this feeling of like pride and, and feeling like my mind is developed? I've just read all this great stuff. And it's because I had already wired my mind to believe that shame and guilt were normal. I was operating in a place of shame and guilt and fear and letdown and scarcity and lack that I, I, like that was my new standard. So instead of going back to what felt good, going back to watching the news, going back to things that weren't good for me, I continued it. And the next day I woke up, I, I read two pages out of my book. And the next day I woke up, I read three pages. And I never pushed myself to a point that I felt like it was too much. I was never that person that was like, today I'm going to read 20 pages and tomorrow I'm going to read 40 pages and I want to get one book read a month. I didn't set myself up for failure. I set myself up for success. I had to set myself up with things that I knew I could do. And I also had to acknowledge that I wasn't going to feel proud after I did it because I was doing it over and over and over again. And I didn't feel this aha moment of like, girl, you're doing great. It was like, man, is this worth it? Like, is this really going to become something? And if you're questioning your journey right now, like, is this going to amount to something? You're right where you should be. Because questioning that, that curiosity is what kept me going. I wanted to figure out what was at the end of that. I wanted to find out how much further I could go if I keep going, because I trusted what successful people told me. Every time you Google something and you say, what do successful people do? The number one thing, develop your mind. The number one thing, and that's what I did. I was like, look, they say to do it, I'm gonna do it. And truthfully, I think that my business really started to take off in that time, not just because I was developing my mind, but because I started showing up more. And instead of showing up in a way that I thought I should, like I was before, I started showing up as me. And I started sharing my journey and saying, you know what, I'm starting over. This is where I'm at. I'm living in a mountain home. and this, like, I got back down to the basics. 
I just took it back down to the basics. And then it's funny watching God's work play because we don't know who he's going to bring into our life and who's going to see our post. And I think that that's the most debilitating thing is the unsurety, the, un, the, the indecisiveness of, of his plan for our life. Like he knows what's going to happen, but us not seeing it is, it can be debilitating if we don't walk in faith. And I think that's what kept me down for so long was not believing that there was something bigger for me. Oh my gosh. It's like the tale of the three bricklayers. You know, someone came up and said, what are y'all building? And the first one said, I'm laying bricks. The second one said, I'm building the wall. And the third one said, I'm building a cathedral. And every single day when you sell the sample, when you get out the balance, when you, you know, talk to someone about Activate, when you share your business, when you tell someone about a pack and then they ghost you and they don't talk to you, you are building your cathedral. And I just want you to know before I dive into this next question, which is more like IPA focused and what did you do? it's like you guys she got her mind right and this woman who couldn't even get out of bed and read this woman reads so much she's like a mini version of tony robbins plus eric thomas if you've ever been around her and she will hype you up she doesn't allow you to sit in disbelief she is such a light of love and when i tell you she's going to be a millionaire within the next four years i believe that with every ounce in me because of who she is and how not because she picked herself up you know how many other people she gets to pick up like you don't got a big story if you just pick yourself up you gotta go show other people hey i walked through that fire in 2019 i know what negative bank account feels like i know what divorce feels like i know what getting a mercedes-benz ripped out of my driveway feels like i've been there and you are still here and the fact that so many women they walk off and then they blame the industry you're like i'm not blaming nothing i'm turning off the news i'm opening up my book i'm getting my mind right and i'm fighting and all you wanted you said i wanted a room for heart and now like when i got to see your son in his big wild room and dressed like a cowboy he looked like a mini johnny cash and he gets to see his mom live out entrepreneurship the same mom who was in tears in her war room with post-it notes and probably a negative bank account now he gets to see his mom as a six-figure earner who wakes up and this woman is watching sermons she's resilient and let this be a lesson that the enemy didn't win he wants to steal your joy he wants to steal your health and your happiness and your marriage and especially your business and that's when you wake up every day and say i'm going to keep fighting because i'm worth it and if god put these desires on my heart i am going to see them come to surpass i'm not gonna sit on the bench and watch everyone else you know hit their shots i'm going Going to get in the game. I don't care how bruised I get. I'm going to fight my way there. So the next question, um, in that season, how did you, cause a lot of women need these tips right now. So I need you to be so honest when you feel like, okay, well, I have a really strong leg over here, but how did you build that community? How did you start building teams? Even when like you, maybe you didn't have a VIP 800 in a while, or you needed fresh new 4Ks new team members, how did you start enrolling again? How did you start leading again? When you haven't led a Zoom in a year, how did you step into that place and say, I'm going to do the damn thing? Tell me what you were doing. So I think that's where God comes in. I was showing up every day and I had made it a goal. I started writing three non-negotiables for myself. Number one, birthdays. Number two, post about my products and my story. And really it was a boomerang. I never got deep. I'd showed up with the bare minimum. And number three was build a relationship with one person. And 
I started to realize that I was doing a lot of busy work on social media. I was like, I got to network with all these people and I got to like and comment. And I would just scroll and like and comment, scroll and like and comment. And there was no like substantial relationship being built that social media became a place that was draining for me in this time of rebuild. I was beating myself up for not being where I wanted to be, but I was also beating myself up that I couldn't rush the process. I wanted all these people in my inbox and I was questioning like, man, I'm making these business stories. Why is nobody voting on my polls? And I think that's where the miracle happens is when we steward our gifts. And when I say that, I mean, when you show up every single day and you share who you are, I stopped sharing the fluff. I stopped saying like, I want to help you make $400 in your first two weeks. And I started sharing more of my story and I'll never forget. It's still a a story that I share to this day that I made in my mountain home. I had just finished my self-development. I sat down on the couch and I was thinking, what is my story? Like, who am I? And what is my story that I have? And my story starts in Mexico. Like, I feel like I can be a broken record with that, but rock bottom is such a beautiful place. And a lot of times I think that we try to hide a part of who we are to try to fit in with this, this image that we think success looks like, or this person or story that we think that we have to have. And what really helped me in that season was, okay, number one, sitting down and writing my story. I wrote who I was. Hi, my name is Megan. I am no stranger to struggle. 10 years ago, I was dying on the floor of a half-built house in Mexico. Maybe your story isn't that crazy, but some of you guys have never shared, shown, shared who you are and why you started. It's easy to share, like, I can help you make $400. It's hard to get vulnerable and say, you know what? I'm not where I want to be, but watch where I go. These are the people I want to impact. And Instead of sharing just about my fives list, I started speaking to the woman who was me. Instead, I had to envision who am I talking to rather than what am I selling? And when I started to do that, God allowed me to steward my gifts and he brought me Soleil. Soleil was my first promoter that I had enrolled after nine months. I didn't enroll anyone for nine months. I wasn't even in, like there were months I didn't even, I didn't have a hundred dollars to place an order and I wasn't enrolling customers. So there's months on my back office that I got zero paycheck, zero. There was a zero, 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 zero because I didn't even qualify for my commission. That's how much I gave up. That when I got back up after nine months, Soleil had divine interventionally (laughs) messaged me and we had a two hour conversation. and. When I had decided to step into my most authentic self and I had made, taken a stand to stop playing small on myself, to stop doubting myself. Yeah, I pulled from self-development, but I pulled from purpose. And if you believe that you have purpose, I need you to pull from that more than any outside entity that you will ever get. No self-development will ever give you the purpose that you already have. Nobody can guide you to that. You already have it. And I believe that with my core, that heart right now, he already has purpose. He was born with it. Now it's my job to steward his gifts and put him in places that are going to plant and flourish those seeds that God's already put within him. And that's where I was at 
was I realized that I didn't have to buy anything that was going to make me better. I didn't have to learn anything that was going to make me better. I had to steward the gifts that I already had. And a part of that was learning empathy. And within that, I learned leadership. I learned community because Soleil and I got on a Zoom every single day, 365 days in a row. And she was my only promoter I enrolled every single morning. We were on work with me every single morning. She, there was only two of us. That's it. I would do trainings on Sundays. Soleil would show up. I would do work with me in the morning. We'd switch off. And then we added one more. And then Courtney came in and then Courtney. Now we were three and every single day we would get on a work with me. We didn't have teams to share it with. I didn't close out the zoom just because nobody showed up. Sometimes Soleil was busy and I still went on the work with me and opened it, even if it was just me, because I was committed to me, not to how many people showed up. That's their job to work their business. I was there for me. And I knew that if people showed up, we would grow together. And if they didn't, I couldn't stop growing because guess what? I had already experienced what it was like to give up. And now I knew I could never go back to a place that I had already been just like Mexico. Like, just like sobriety, just like divorce, just like a negative bank account. If you've ever experienced something that you don't want to ever go back to, you have to take a stand and say, I will never take myself back to that level again. And from that moment on, I never did. And we're two years deep. Soleil and I are two years deep. You want to know what builds community vulnerability. I never once lied to Soleil and said, I'm a six-figure earner and I have a team of 4,600. I was like, girl, it's just you and me. Like, are you ready for this? Like, we have to have vision. And the thing with Soleil is when she came in, she said, all right, I'm going to give this three years. She never said like, all right, let's try it for the next two weeks. She, she was committed with me. And I swear that's why God brought her to me was because he knew that we were going to create something out of this world, but we had to figure out who we were and what our purpose was. We had to help each other unleash our gifts. And we cried. We fought. Like, we didn't fight with each other, but... Like we cried, we didn't really complain. And that's the thing is you have to make sure that you're surrounded by people who are like-minded, like that positivity, that motivation, that inspiration, not just top leaders have it. Like women who have never been in network marketing have that mindset. And if you don't have that on your team, you just don't have the right people. And I'm just going to spit it to you straight because I thank God that he never brought people into my life who were half-ass. He literally protected me and was like, look, you're not going to enroll anyone for nine months, but when you do, your life is going to completely change because you're going to be able to attract people who are of your worth, who know that they have worth and who want to bring something to the table and don't just want to take from you, but they want to give to you. And that's when you build communities. When you say, you know what, we have nothing, we may be nothing, but we're going to create something incredible are you in? And it takes that decision to keep going. And that's the ripple effect. Like the ripple effect is starting over again and saying, you know what? All right, you're brand new. Let's go ahead. Let's hop on a work with me every single morning. It's just us. Let's go ahead and do a weekly training. What should we talk about? Who wants to lead? Like there's no one size fits all for this business. And I think that you can watch how other leaders do it, but sometimes you got to pull yourself away and put your blinders on and not just see what flows for you. And that's where I found my power place was when I literally had to 
turn off all my notifications for anybody that was with Thrive and figure out who the heck I was and create a lane for me. And I found a place of power in independence knowing that I didn't, it was me. Like I didn't, anytime I go on social media, I didn't see what other people are doing. I didn't see how they were posting or how they were posing or how they were taking their pictures. It was like, what, how, what do you feel most confident doing, Megan? How do you talk? What do you want to say? What's your story? And when you eliminate all other distractions and you only have you, you can only come from a place of purity and authenticity. All right, guys, give us three more minutes because I have one quick question for her. But since we're talking about vulnerability, I'm just going to call her out because God can literally quadruple. He can double. He can do whatever he wants with that business when your heart gets postured. And Megan sent me a screenshot at um, the end of the year, I think, when commissions. This woman made, um, so 2019. I don't know. It was like $50,000. No, 2018. She had a killer year. She made like almost $60,000 and then it dropped to 25 grand for two years. Y'all listen, her income got divided in half for two years. And then that fourth year she made over a hundred thousand dollars. Did you just hear what I said? It went from a killer year to 25 to 25. And she, those two years, that second year, while she only made $25, she picked herself back up and she found herself. And there was no fruit that, that same day or that same month or that same year. And all that fruit just harvested. And she hit six figures in like November. And I'm like, you are the definition of perseverance and resilience and like on her way to millionaires club on her way to 200k and she could have given up there was months where she wasn't commission qualified like can we just get an amen for women like you so i want you we're at uh give us three minutes to talk about like last minute tips anything on your heart anything you want to say to the woman who had a zero dollar check or she's struggling or she lost her rank what are you going to say to her hmm I think that the number one thing I would tell to somebody that I do tell to, to them now, because I'm still red leg y'all. Like I've been red leg for almost three years and I watch people hop in my inbox monthly and say, you know, what? I'm not maintaining 4k I'm red legged or, you know what? This just isn't for me. I hit 12k and I had somebody give up and my paychecks are off because I'm red legged. And it's like, man, do you not believe that you were made for more and that you're going to inspire and attract what you're worth. But if you think that your worth is defined off of what a tracker says or what a dollar amount says, then girl, you, you got to get up. Like, I wish I, I wish, I think that I'm so, I don't think that I'm harsh, but I think that I tell it like it is now, because I think that all of us went through a season where we didn't know how to lead that now that we do, I'm not afraid to tell another woman to get up. I'm not afraid to tell her like you're playing small on yourself and you are downplaying the gifts that God has given you. And you are downplaying the resources that you have. I need you to get up. I don't care if you feel qualified or worthy, or you are going to feel good about it. I need you to figure out three things that you can do every single day that's going to get you closer, not to your business, but to your higher self. Who does, who does six-figure Rachel, how does she operate? Who does six-figure Soleil, how does she operate? How is she going to deal with this adversity? When she's red-legged, is she going to give up? When she doesn't make any commission, is she going to say, oh, you know what? Mm, this isn't for me. Because I can promise you that in a year from now, 
when you give up and you're watching social media and you see that woman who signed up a day after you hit the millionaire or hit the hit 4k 12k 40k you're gonna say you're either gonna do two things you're gonna get bitter or you're gonna get better you're either gonna say oh she got lucky or you know she just knew the right people or you're gonna get better and you're gonna say you know what because she did it i can do it too i'm so inspired by her i want to get back up but really you can avoid all of that and just keep going regardless just keep freaking going and if you want to play small on yourself it's okay to have days when you're like off and you're just not feeling it but if you start to see that it's becoming a pattern and you're not operating in the way that you know you can operate the enemy is literally like there is so much in here i cannot let you release i have to keep you small and you have to address that and understand that spiritual warfare is real like if you feel anxious or fearful, if your marriage is on edge, if your kid is yelling at you, like Katie said in the beginning, the enemy will do anything to get to you. So when your business is going good and things hit the fan and bills go on auto pay, and then all of a sudden your bank accounts in the negative and people pass away or people get sick. Like in 2019, my mom had stage four cancer and she had just gone through a bone marrow transplant, but I kept going. That's the time that I got back up. So don't allow life's adversity to define how far you're going to go or how strong you are. Don't pray for things to be easier. Pray to get stronger. All right. Good night, everyone. Mic drop. So good. Love you guys. Goodbye.